Welcome to the Blue Oasis Podcast. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. All right, so today's episode is going to be a very special one. It's going to be about video games and how they became a career opportunity for average Joes and everyday people. So let's start with the history. All right, uh, the early days of video games were just simple dots on a screen. And if you were lucky enough to be able to program a video game, uh, you really couldn't do much with it. You could entertain some people for a while, but there was no market for it until the uh, early 70s uh, with the Magnavox, Odyssey, and uh, Pong. So once Pong uh, came around during the uh, during 1972, did you actually have a form of a passive income? Yeah, could yeah, video games actually became a passive form of income in 1972. Only problem was was that it wasn't nomadic. You couldn't just take it anywhere you pleased. It it was still. The machine was heavy. You couldn't just haul it anywhere you pleased and just set it down. And you had to maintain it. And you could only get revenue from one uh, source at a time. You just couldn't uh, have the machine just go to one pizza shop to another. You still... Unless you had multiple uh, machines at your multiple shops could you actually make uh some extra money or from it but at first most people were actually uh, a little alienated by something like this but once many people saw pong it began to take off and became popular yeah okay um so during the late 70s, the Atari came out and uh, programmers were needed during this time. And once there was this home console market, did you see cre- career opportunities come to play? Now, there was only a few career opportunities uh, for some people because there was just so many there were just so few people that could actually program a video game back in the late 70s. So no one knew what they were doing at the time, really. So it was just incredibly hard. You couldn't just go uh, open up your laptop and write some code and you have a video game in one hour. That just wasn't possible back then. So, yeah. So once the uh, late 70s uh, ended, the early 80s came, and you had uh, Pac-Man come out as well. And and it's not Pac-Man that really started the uh, real craze um, exactly for arcade games, but it certainly helped. And then once Ms. Pac-Man came out, uh, did things get interesting? So the story with that was that two MIT dropouts actually created Ms. Pac-Man from 
the original Pac-Man game and they built a board and programmed the board and just changed up the gameplay uh, with Ms. Pac-Man. So, and they actually got some dividends going from Midway, if I'm not mistaken, and they actually earned quite a lot of money from Ms. Pac-Man. So that was very interesting when that happened. Uh, yeah. So the 80s rolled on, uh, and you still had some uh, video game tournaments, uh, some arcade tournaments of champions, and you could win some prize money, but it still didn't present a career opportunity for the uh, normal person. And, and it's only until the 90s did things begin to take off, actually. So the 90s became the year to really just get some income going. Uh, now, a little history note was that the Apple Pippin was the first video game console to go online, but the Sega Dreamcast was the first one to really take advantage of the internet. And yes, you did have PCs at the time, and you could play on bulletin boards, but it, even that was in its infancy during the, during the 80s. So once you actually had the internet uh, go, uh, you soon had Xbox come in, in 2001 and you could play online and talk to people and coordinate strategies for games like Halo and even Quake I think yeah Quake was on Xbox and and people did get these ideas of tournaments even with the N64 with GoldenEye uh, people just had these tournaments and competed with each other but and I guess they did have play for money sometimes but it, it was like just poker money it wasn't much but when the 2010s came around did things get interesting you had twitch.com you could go on twitch you could live stream your content and just play and people would donate money to you and they can actually donate money to you on YouTube as well, so you could actually live stream your game and uh, play it as well. The best thing... Now, so that is some of the uh, history from how it became a career opportunity. Uh, we're only seven minutes in or so. Uh, so no one really... So unless you were a programmer or you had an arcade machine, could you actually be an average Joe and earn some income from it? The only thing with this was that you were limited to where you could go and you were limited by store hours as well. I mean, the pizza shop could only keep things open for a certain amount of time. And yes, there's an electric bill that needed to be maintained. There was the machines themselves, and you had to pay a guy to empty the quarters. So it it didn't pay huge dividends like it does today. And never before has it been cheaper or easier.
to make a career off of video games. And that's just playing it. You could program it. So I'm just going to do a little plug here. Uh, so if you go on Skillshare.com, I mean, you can learn how to program on iOS as well and just get your app down, uh, but you still have to market it, and that's just the hard part. So so if you get past the marketing and you get some sales going, you can create uh, passive and nomadic income that way and just live a freer life as well. So, yeah. All right. Now, um, with the iOS uh, becoming popular, iOS and Android and mobile games becoming popular, uh, you can actually program your game and get it on the App Store and people would buy it. There was a game called Temple Run uh, nearly 10 years ago, and there were Angry Birds as well. And no one knew who these people were that programmed these games, but they became popular. And Angry Birds was so popular that they had two movies uh, about it. No one would have thought uh, 20 years ago when the Sega Dreamcast was brand new, that you know that you could actually earn a living, uh, you can earn millions of dollars from uh, games, just making mobile games, and just retire. Actually, I'm not sure if you can actually retire, but it, it just pays huge dividends. Is my point. Now, now. You're probably saying to yourself, Adam, that's all well and good, and thank you for the history lesson, but how do I create this for myself? Well, uh, aside from Skillshare, you can actually just start a YouTube channel, you can start a Twitch, you can start a library, and now you may not be able to stream or do a live stream on YouTube right away, uh, so just... Just do a let's play, and and yes, you're going to be limited to only 15 minutes per video until you get over that 1,000 subscriber hump. But you can still do it, and and uh, just teach people where to go. So if so, just pick a game. Let's say uh, Super Mario Galaxy or Super Mario World, and you can just go through the levels, record your progress, and just may put a video for one level and if you hover around 10 minutes of per video uh yeah and i think there's like um like like a few dozen levels in super mario world that's a few dozen videos and and so multiply 36 times 10 you're at 360 minutes if each one of those gets one view there are 4,000 hours you need to make, and guess what that is? Uh, six hours that you have right there from one game, but but if you just put out, let's see, so you have six hours, right? And you put out, and you find 1,000 people to watch 
that guess what you have 6,000 hours watched from one game that's crazy now are those people going to subscribe or just stumble on your video well that's also up in the air you can definitely get up there quickly with a thousand subs just find your friends get an email list going and tell them to subscribe as well and so just put it on your facebook page put on your twitter and put some hashtags there and uh get your friends to retweet it and and it's going to reach some audience um just going to youtube for a sec um there were some random people who commented on my uh, 60,000 word video and they were just inspired by me like just to keep going and and I just put it out there just talking about my progress. So make progress with your with your videos. And if you have a popular game like uh Super Smash Brothers or the new Super Smash Brothers, yeah, people are going to watch that. You're going to get easily 10 views per video, and you don't even necessarily have to contact your friends on that one. There are just little kids or teenagers that just want to see people play and look for new moves. It's incredible. It's crazy. No one would have thought about this so many years ago. And, and, and I am probably going to start my own uh, gaming channel or just go to library TV and uh, post some Let's Plays. Uh, funny thing is, I actually posted myself playing chess on my YouTube channel, but it, I only got like 100 views on that video. So even, even chess, you can get something going as well. It, and it's crazy. So, where does the future of video gaming hold? Where is it going? I think we're going to see something like Ready Player One, and you're already seeing that with VR, but uh, I hope we still do have regular home consoles, and we just have those, uh, we have like your Maddens and your NBA 2Ks and stuff, because those are fun games, and I don't want to lose that. Now, going back to history real quickly, there are video game tournaments going on, uh, or that went on before all of this, and now you can still just win money from your house in your PJs. It's crazy that you could just enter in a tournament, don't have to leave your house, and... Just earn money. If if our grandparents knew this was possible, uh, well, they'd probably still say get a regular job. Uh, this is not a real job. But honestly, it, it is. I mean, because you're producing value in a way. And maybe some people don't see that. But it, it's actually valuable that you do play video games in a way because you know it, you're entertaining someone you are an entertainer when you stream your content when 
you put out a YouTube video. And people just do want to escape from what the negatives that go on in the world and and their stress life. And, and you need some fun in your life. You need it. Remember, this is a hobby podcast. And we talk about the joys of your hobby. We talk about balance on the show. And we talk about creating an income. Video games seem to just be the perfect hobby with all that. And it's also just a stress reliever as well. And you don't have to necessarily stream it. I mean, you could just take time for yourself. I want to see a future where people are pursuing their goals and just having fun. And life was made to be lived abundantly. Uh, don't ever forget that. Don't don't forget those words. Life is made to be lived abundantly. And I don't want to see anyone, uh, any one of my listeners, any one of my viewers, just take it for granted. You know, have fun with your life, but build something with it as well. This podcast um, shows us how our hobbies can create a career, right? Now, let's say you want to start a career, but you don't have much money. Uh, if you can't have a laptop and a cell phone, you can definitely create something with this. And I'm pretty sure if you got PowerPoint or something or even a screen recorder, uh, internal screen recorder on your laptop, you can definitely just show your progress and just ha- use your internal microphone to like just do an audio take of it. Now, if you have a thousand dollars to uh, your name, or if you could just get a thousand dollars and create content, have an internet connection and video game console, laptop, cell phone, you can put content out there and it's really cheap to do so as well. Um, I would also say that uh, VR recording is possible, but you're really going to need to get your budget up there. So when, what do we get from all this? We get a great opportunity, the perfect opportunity from doing something we love and we can wake up every day pursuing that goal. Now, when I do end this podcast, uh, which is going to be in about 10 minutes, I'm going to want to want a few things from you guys. Find a good book uh, on whatever you want to start. Find an expert on something. So if you're into skateboarding, pick up something about Tony Hawk or if you're into, you know, selling some things or just doing crafts um, or, yeah. So if you want to sell something as well, I'd also recommend the book To Sell as Human by Daniel H. Pink as well. So 
definitely pick that book up into addition of whatever hobby you want to start. So that could definitely help you in the long run. Now, today is a beautiful day where I am. And I hope it's a beautiful day where you are too. If it's not, go make it that. You know, you don't have to pursue video games for a hobby, but it's definitely a great choice if you're a nerd like me and you want to just have fun and build a community and build friendships and make some money from it. Yeah, no one would have thought anything like that 30 years ago. In like 1990, you would have uh, been laughed out of the building suggesting what we could do now. Ugh. So, um, to finish off on building your skills uh, to create an income from this, if go look at some YouTube channels, go look at some famous gamers, go look at PewDiePie, go look at Mr. Beast gaming and channels like that and you're gonna learn a little bit from them as well of what works and what doesn't and who streams what and what games make the most sense there was yeah so the angry video game nerd was very popular back in the zeros and the 2010s and he would put out content in a comedic purpose and it doesn't have to be a live stream it doesn't have to be a walkthrough you could actually just review the game itself as well i don't you don't even have to turn on your tv and just record uh your content you could just record do a review of it without actually turning it on and but it's not as effective you see you have to to probably go in-depth on a good game or even just a game, you have to show people what it's about as well. It's not like a book review where you can just talk about the book and just hold it up and just give people a brief synopsis of the book. It's probably better to just uh, go and do it the old-fashioned way. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, I am giving you permission because, you know, we always seek permission from our parents, our friends of what we want in life. But, you know, we get laughed at, we get criticized and it's like, oh, you're insane for doing this. Oh, you're insane for going this route. You need to just go the typical nine to five route, play it safe. Ladies and gentlemen... While safety is a concern, it, it shouldn't be your first concern. Freedom should be your first concern. You know, and with that freedom, you will take the responsibility to provide your safety as well. And, you know, with freedom comes responsibility. And if you're able to maintain that level of responsibility, you will be safe. That's how it works. It's it's that simple. And, you know, people play it safe. People 
decide that, you know, their dream is not worth it. And most people are not going to be, are not going to make it. And, and it does break my heart because I really do believe that if everyone at least pursued their goal and created something for themselves, you know, the world would be much happier. A little side note, we're in the digital revolution right now with everything where you could just create an income for yourself and just and just uh, become filthy stinking rich to put it lightly and no one should you know you don't have to be poor i mean if you work hard at whatever it is you want to pursue you can really get rich and and as much as I'm struggling right now with myself and my books, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be successful. Remember, this is going to be the number one podcast for hobbies on iTunes. I I swore to that oath, and I'm going to make it as well. And it doesn't, you know, remember, video games are just one hobby, but Whatever it is, I hope you find yours that just really makes you happy and where you can really create that nomadic income and that nomadic wealth and just live life on your terms. It is so much better to do that. And it's just rare to see that even with this uh, from most people. You know, most people don't want to do the legwork. Ladies and gentlemen, I assure you that it's worth it. I assure you that earning a little bit of income, a little, those extra cents that you start something, that, that like 15 cents that you start something and just put, get it out there. And out of all that, it's like, just thank you. I can do it on my own. It, it really is just something else. Ladies and gentlemen, if you liked what you heard here, uh, head over to my YouTube channel. If you're on YouTube, I'm going to leave a little donation link in the description if you like what you heard here. Uh, I promise you guys that that link is only going to be used to build up this podcast and it's going to be used for advertising and getting new equipment such as a microphone for my cell phone and where I can record anywhere I go, and I'm not confined to my bedroom right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Blue Oasis podcast, and until the next episode, which I'm actually going to put out on Friday, so yeah, so just keep an eye out for that. So until then, uh, stay safe, stay great, and I'll talk to you then.